from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast टीवी डिजिटल राइट्स की ऑप्शन लगभग खत्म हो गई चौवालीस हजार करोड़ रुपए में बिके टीवी डिजिटल राइट्स नाउ द इंडियन प्रीमियर लीग इज सीमेंटिंग इट स्टेटस एज द मोस्ट वैल्यूएबल लीग इन क्रिकेट एंड इज नाउ चैलेंजिंग द टॉप ग्लोबल स्पोर्ट्स लीग्स लाइक द एनएफएल एनबीए ईपीएल एंड मोर नियरली 49000 करोड़ रुपीस दैट्स हाउ मच इंडियाज क्रिकेट बोर्ड विल अर्न फ्रॉम ब्रॉडकास्टर्स इन रिटर्न फॉर गिविंग देम द राइट्स टू एयर द इंडियन प्रीमियर लीग फॉर द नेक्स्ट 5 इयर्स The number was reached after 3 days of bidding in which most of the international broadcasters who had shown interest ended up backing out. The Times of India's K Srinivas Rao has been closely tracking the media rights auction for a while now. I started by asking him whether this final amount was more or less than the amount the Indian Cricket Board was hoping to make from this auction. The expected amount should have actually gone past the 50000 crore mark. and uh, in look at uh, viacom's bid for packet c going into uh, the auction the market assumption was that uh, you know the just the digital rise for package b and packet c are going to touch anywhere around uh, 3.5 to 4 billion dollars i think uh, the the rights coming below 50000 uh, well one wasn't expecting it one was expecting it to touch the 50000 mark When the first ever IPL broadcast rights auction was held over a decade ago, it was all about the television rights with digital rights thrown in for a pittance. This time, it was all about the digital rights, and as Shrini says, if you look at the average price paid per match, more has been paid to broadcast it over the internet than over television. The digital rights were sold in two packages. In the tender document, they were listed as package B and package C. as shini said in the previous answer he explains what these two packages were about and how it got bcci a massive windfall i also asked shini about how the bcci will spend this massive amount and how it plans to squeeze in more games into the ipl package b at 33 crore per game is for the digital rights of all the matches which is 410 matches across 5 years right which is 74 74 in the first few years 84 84 in year 3 and 4 94 in year 5 packet c is a cluster of matches eight anywhere between 18 and 22 matches per season because the number of matches are going to vary each year uh, a cluster of those matches which is the four playoffs including the final and the evening games of the on the day of double headers they were priced at 16 crore per game and then went at 33.24 crore per game what bcci did was they made package c the set the cluster of games uh, non exclusive to the bidders which means that after package b auction was over a separate auction would take place for these cluster of games where anybody could bid and w- could show these matches alongside package b which had already taken these matches so because exclusivity is the game here it was only natural that anybody winning package b had to go and bid and win package c which is exactly what viacom did so the price at which they bought package b was 2500 and eventually they paid a premium of 3258 crore extra through package c to back the rights for exclusivity so that's 57.98 crore per game 
compared to what a TV earned per game, package A earned fifty-seven point four crore per game. So, in all ways that you can see, in every little way that you can see, the price of digital has gone above the price of linear, and that's where digital has won over TV. One thing that the BCCI has said is it, it is four hundred and ten matches over five years. This year we had only seventy-four games. How does the BCCI get to that number then? The International Cricket Cricket Council's new Future Tour program (FTP) is going to fall into place from starting from the year twenty twenty four, and when that happens, all the boards bargain for what they want. Like for example, England bargains for its summer, where it does not travel anywhere across the world. Uh, like for Australia, who do not let go of the December January window, and Boxing Day uh, is an annual feature in their cricketing calendar. BCCI has taken an extra month from the international calendar, which is the month of March. So the IPL going forward, you're going to see it starting in the month of March and ending in, you know, towards the end of May. So that is going to increase, and therefore expanding the number of matches is not going to be that difficult. Then why exactly has the BCCI directly not expanded this to 94? Because they want to go slow with the experimentation bit. Because suddenly going from 74 to 94 would mean A lot of things different from a franchise perspective, and even from a broadcast perspective. So, keeping all of that in mind, it it what it tried to do was have a gradual expansion, and that's why it went from seventy four to eighty four to ninety four. At the time, the next right cycle begins in twenty twenty seven. I'm looking at a number of matches going up from ninety four to above hundred easily. In terms of the money itself, now that the PCCI gets this. Nearly forty-nine thousand crore rupees. What does it do with this money? Okay, there is a lot that is on BCCI's plate. You are coming up with a women's league, right? Now you are not going to make women's league a commercially sustainable property overnight. That has to start from how you start taking care of grassroots, where where women's cricket is concerned. So now, and and this is something that I was uh, in one of my discussions with BCCI Secretary Jay Shah, where he talked about uh, you know BCCI already taking note of how the under sixteen and under nineteen teams in women's cricket have to necessarily become a feeder line if women's IPL has to see the light of the day, and there is already work going on on that front. They have uh, the National Cricket Academy infrastructure coming up on the outskirts of Bengaluru. Which is a world-class infrastructure. That's at least that's how BCCI wants to go ahead and make it look, and that's going to take a lot of money, time, and effort. Uh, I can also tell you that BCCI is planning a lot of infrastructure in the northeast, which is its next destination. So you are looking at a lot of indoor academies, training centers uh, coming up. We just saw yesterday BCCI increased, uh, you know, uh, pensions and salaries for umpires. Now the next step that I look at what BCCI is going to do is uh, have more one-time benefits across all uh, section of players, gender, and uh, also increase salaries in first-class cricket, which is the right time to do with the kind of revenues that are coming in. Remember, all this money is not coming in at one go; it will come over a period of time, over a period of next five years. And yeah, the BCCI has a lot on its plate if it goes about planning this properly. You're you're talking about you know 1.3 billion people and saying that is there one product that will definitely hit? 
you know it's a can't fail product and the great thing about can't fail product is they are relatively recession proof when you have a situation where there's nothing else you don't know whether your 200 crore movie will work or not or everything will work or not you know that the ipl will give you this x amount of eyeballs plus minus 10 15% this will deliver you're not going to give a touch and those are really important things so therefore properties like that in times even in hard times become even more valuable and we've seen that phenomena across sport where you know even when recession has hit specific sporting rights which have a huge amount of value they keep delivering for you that's joy butacharya explaining what this massive amount of money for the broadcast rights says about the ipl joy has worked with an ipl franchise is a commentator on the sport and also heads the prime volleyball league he explains why saying that the ipl is bigger than the english premier league needs to be taken with a pinch of salt joy breaks down what this year's auction tells us about the future of cricket and the ipl he started by explaining what makes the ipl worth so much more than any event involving the indian cricket team the big mm. thing about the ipl and people don't realize that uh, world cup versus ipl people say world cup is bigger one you can't control india's fate in the world cup see this year's ipl was actually uh, the worst possible ipl that you could have in terms of rating because uh, bangalore was the only big sportive you know supported team that went through if you look at the others i mean the big supporting support comes from chennai kolkata and bombay and all these three got managed to get themselves knocked out which is a huge thing because their sporting bases are big but even then it will deliver x amount definitely see what happened in the world cup when india got knocked out in the t20 world cup it just it just tournament just nose dived so always world cup versus ipl the ipl is a most stable property india might make a run to a final and a world cup might become really good but it's a bet that what happens is when they reach that stage the just the advertisers have already put in their money so you can't go to them and put a gun in their heads and say okay pay me more money for the finals because india has reached the finals because that's how it operates so that's where the ipl is at this really stable proposition that keeps giving you value the ipl is now said to be more worth more than the epl does that make sense it's a cycle so every 3 4 years when the epl is next value it will again fly far ahead and that's what always happens you are the you know newest kid in town you know and therefore you have the advantage of the current prices and obviously those things will change another 2 years 3 years and the epl rights are up they will definitely cross the ipl once again because the epl is a truly global property i think the ipl is getting there but to say that the ipl is the level of a growing property the epl is perhaps would be unfair what does a broadcaster now look for in the ipl after paying this much money look when you are you are a broadcaster you are looking for a whole variety of things for example if you are the television broadcaster you are looking for subscription revenue through the year and therefore your packages will now be built as year round packages you're going to see less 3 months 6 months packages they're going to say look do you want to buy in this is it you have to buy this the second thing you see from broadcasters is i think they're going to get into more and more languages more and more that they can deliver for you they'll just try and keep delivering as much as possible get to every nook and cranny uh, the other thing that i'll be very interested in seeing how that operates is you know how they actually get more because that is the reason these 18 matches they can't allow them to take it anywhere else it dilutes the value of what you're holding so they are now going to say that subscription plus everything it's survival for us and there are basically 
three big properties we talk about the ipl the world cup and domestic indian cricket rights and we've got one of them this is the cornerstone on which we're going to base our every subscription policy and not just for my sports channels but for other channels as well there was one observation that with this kind of money the advertising costs will go up because uh, broadcasters will be forced to sort of raise costs is that something that would actually be seen costs will increase hugely and see if you look at it ipl is always about you get two months of summer where you are in total domination so it's a property which is fantastic if you're launching a new car you cannot buy the ipl if ipl was a 12 month property it's just too expensive for you but whoever is the flavor of town has an opportunity saying for two months i can capture as many eyeballs as they are so it's this blockbuster property in advertising terms they call it a roadblock it's literally a roadblock property saying that this period i will just take the ipl and i'll buy whatever and if you've seen the top advertisers in the ipl it's moved like that from realty with dlf cold rings realty the vodafones of this world the cell phone makers to now we are talking about crypto and you know other stuff and that's a very very natural progression so again whatever the next hot thing is whichever venture capital guy is sitting on the most money he's going to come in to the ipl next the viacom otts won the digital rights what does it do for them because we've so far only had star which has had the digital rights what does it do for a viacom no it, it just completely changes the value of viacom as a player see already they they managed to get i think both terrestrial and digital rights to uh, the world cup football and that's also a really big one and i think what they are saying is that this big two that you had of you know basically star and uh, sony that's now going to become a big three again and that's basically back to the old days when z used to have a z sport so they used to be three four channels it, it sort of merged into two really big entities and now i think this is going to be a large part and the kind of money they've paid shows that they're bullish about what they can do see there are lots of things that you can do which you have not even started doing right now like language and i talked about the ability of television to do language but the ability of somebody like uh ott platform to do languages is just at a completely different level altogether so they can put in literally they can put in 35 languages for not too much extra cost it doesn't really make that much of a difference on them number two they can do all sorts of stuff sar is tried it of course that it's not there's not been tried you could have comedians doing commentary you might have their own watch along feed where they have three guys sitting so other people are doing watch alongs you might have their own watch along feed which has the television as well so all sorts of things that they know now that they can deliver to their customers and i think that is what you're going to see truly value i think whoever's paid and people are talking about how much money is being paid for digital and it's not really a mature market for digital but the upside of digital because of the kind of things that it can do is just staggering whoever owns the digital rights has a huge huge uh, advantage in the number of things he or she is capable of doing is it like the last year we're seeing digital rights trail tv rights because it's yeah. almost been neck and neck yeah last these are those times where these things turn over you know it's like gaming with is a point at which gaming took over from sport as the largest industry in the world and i think this is that inflection point where i think digital will just take over it it, it has to be and see there are other things in digital if you go and watch the nba the nba now for its ott platform has something called a mobile telecast okay what it does is it shows you a view that looks easier that's easier to follow on mobile okay those are things that you're going to start seeing 
happen here because that's something that OTT can do for you. So all those are value adds that you're going to get to see, which we haven't seen before. And yes, from here on, uh, terrestrial is going to fade away. Digital is just going to go bigger and bigger. So in terms of the IPL itself, you know, like you said, the largest viewership still remains in India and maybe the Indian diaspora. Does this kind of money help take the tournament to a wider audience or does it remain this sort of massive local event? And I think one article recently compared it to American baseball in the 1940s where, you know, there's one nation that sits and watches it very, very diligently, but nobody else seems to know it's happening. True, but I'll give you a better analogy. Why you go back to baseball in the 40s? Uh, the NFL, the National Football League of America, is really not watched very much outside America. It's really what you call a truly American property. And yet, it is the most valuable of the four leagues. In pure numbers, I mean, the NBA is watched in more countries than any of them. I mean, none of the other American sports have managed to become a global property like the NBA. But in terms of pure money and the money that they are able to command, the Super Bowl is able to command, there is no deal like the NFL. And that's one of the things that you look at and say that you, if you're a strong enough property, even in one big country, if you're a dominant property, you can still make money. And there's no reason for that not to happen with the IPL. So in that case, it means IPL stays this local phenomenon. It doesn't even aspire to take no, it. I think on. it will become bigger because see, one of the things, what is a big inflection point that you've had again in cricket? Two things the ICC did, which was, I think, really smart. One is that they've given everybody international status in T20s. You know, ODIs and tests they've held on to, but everyone can play at T20. So if you go and see the T20 records, they're dominated by these small countries because, you know, they've they've had what you call asymmetric clashes where one team is so much better than the other. But what it has meant is we, we've got a game which is three hours long, which is about as long as a baseball game, which now pitches can be dropped in anywhere in the world. There are there's a huge profusion of women playing cricket in Brazil, for example. And there are all sorts of these conflagrations of people of interest because it is in its own way a more complicated game than baseball. It's got more iterations to it. It's got more complexities to it. It has a huge ability to bear look. So as T20 grows, the IPL being the biggest T20 league will keep growing as well, definitely. One more thing is the fact that they've said that for the next five-year cycle, you're going to have 410 matches. This year, you still had only 74 matches. With 410 matches, you're effectively promising the number of matches has to go up to something like 82. Uh, does this mean that the league now has to grow in some way or the other? They'll need another 15 days. I can't see them doing it. I mean, this year was really tight and really tough. And I think we had way too many uh, games in the uh, afternoon games. In afternoon games... Any broadcaster will tell you that one of the things that they'll fight tooth and nail about is afternoon games, even on weekends, are TRP killers. You cannot do it. So, I think you're going to have to have a longer season. And I think one of the undertakings that the BCCI must have given is the fact that we are going to get a bigger calendar. So, But then that again interferes with your national team calendar. So, I mean, this is a sort of statement of intent that the national calendar will sort of shrink a bit more. Yeah, but look, let's let's be really honest out here. What is how does football operate globally? Okay, they play ten months of uh, club football and they play two months of international. And I think gradually you are also going to come to a situation where cricket is built differently. Bilateral series are going to reduce. The other thing is, I think over time what you are going to have is longer leagues, and it's going to be difficult for people to pay for five franchises because it builds absolutely no loyalty whatsoever. Also, the summer calendar 
does it make sense to get out of that? Uh, is there... The problem is they're locked in here. The other thing is that what happens in the Indian summer is, you know, literally IPL dominates for two, two and a half months. And, uh, you know, much earlier when they thought about it, they found this the easiest calendar. Start just before the English season starts. Get it in at that time. Nobody else is playing. The other reason that was given, which is very interesting because I was privy to a few of these conversations at the time was, uh, at those days, 2008, uh, cold drinks were a huge category. So, cold drinks were huge advertisers at the time. If you see Coke and Pepsi at that point in time, because literally every degree in temperature change, their sales change. So, April, May, June, you know, that period is fantastic for them. So, it, it is built along with that and I don't think they're going to turn down now and change it. With all this money flowing into IPL, like you said, it is now the biggest sporting event in the Indian calendar. It also effectively shows you how far behind the other sports are. You know, what does it take to change that? I run a volleyball league and that's what I say that for a for a value, for a 10% of the reach of the IPL, your value is 1% or 0.5% of the IPL in terms of real numbers. But the fact of the matter is that will change. That will change over time. I don't mind at all the IPL attracting money into India. You are saying it's sucking in money into India. No. What happens effectively is it doesn't suck away money from other sports because it's far too big for other sports. What it does is it sucks away money from other industries. It sucks away money from other television spends. It sucks away money from outdoors. I don't have a problem with a lot of money coming into sport in one particular place because I feel that you are going to see people and people are buying other teams, other franchises and starting to say that, okay, for a minimal amount of investment compared to the IPL, I can start getting other things going as well. And it's happening. If you see what JSW is doing with their franchises or how they're looking at it, or even GMR is doing, both of them are looking at other franchises, other sports. And I think that is something that uh, you'll have to look at. To say that IPL is sucking away the money from the rest of Indian sport is rubbish because that money was not going to Indian sport before this. So it's not as if you're taking it away from anybody. Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at tuipodcast at timesinternet.in.